Good morning and welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunst along with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth from my parish, St. James, in our gathering space. So anyhow, uh, good to have you back to the show. And right now we have another priest from the Diocese of Duluth that is going to be our guest. Father Nick, are you there? I am here, Father Rick. How'd you know it was me, Father Nick? How'd you didn't think it was Father Ryan that was saying that? Your 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 voice is, is just so pleasant, I guess. <laughs> oh boy! You, you could, oh boy, Father! You, you could. I like that, but you could have said you sound so much so, like Fulton Sheen. That's what you could have said. I, I do believe that both of us were Father Nick's vocation director. Is that true, <laughs> Father Nick? Who did? So he oh, he has to like he's used to like kind of just sucking up to us. So so Father Nick did <laughs> did, did Father Father Ryan's the one that judged you to be worthy. Um, I forget. Yeah, he must have. But he's also my first pastor too. You remember. So I learned everything. Everything I learned, I learned from him. So. You're then, a great pastor, then, Father Nick. And then my credit. And then Father Nick. Father Nick, when you went on your own, then you had it took you six months to unlearn everything you learned from him, right? <laughs> no, I, I like to say, you know, um, the Via Negativa works good, too. You know, everything good I have, everything good I have is from another, and oh, my own deficiencies are are my own. That's wow. a good response. That is a good response. Appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, as Father Ryan mentioned before you came on the air, you are also one of our columnists in our diocesan newspaper, and you wrote a column uh, for the month yeah. of November on the four last things. So why are they known as yeah. the four last things, and what exactly are they? Yeah, the, the four last things, um, death, judgment, heaven, and hell, are very important for the Church, and so much so that if anyone's been going to Mass and paying attention to the readings, they kind of have the, the readings from the end of the Gospels, which kind of talk about the end of times and judgment and um, eternity in that way. And so the Church really likes to call our attention um, to these things because uh, they're reality. And um, I was trying to think about, you know, death, judgment, heaven, and hell, and uh, we, we call those the four last things, and uh, purgatory is part of that, but we don't call it, you know, one of the five last things. And I think it's possibly because, you know, purgatory itself, one, it's not permanent, and then also um, not everyone necessarily uh, needs to experience purgatory. But death, judgment, heaven, and hell are those uh, the four last things that the, the Church has um, passed down to us. So uh, can I, just about the whole purgatory thing, because there's a lot of confusion about purgatory because we don't know a lot about it. But, uh, you know, I, this, is one, this is one thing that I tell people. In fact, this was a conversation I just had last night. I was invited to a prisoner's home last night for dinner, and, and we were talking about a big book. They had a big book that, uh, about purgatory. And I always tell people, throw those books away. Because it's like they're just meant to scare people. There's so many books out there, out there about purgatory, and they're big, thick books. You open up the Catholic Catechism, there's like four paragraphs on purgatory. So how do they come yeah. up with these big, thick books? And they're always scary. And that's exactly what these people said. It was scare the bejeebies out of me when I read that book. Well, I mean, Father Benedict Rochelle's yeah. like, he said he'd rather be in purgatory for 10 years than in New York for one day. <laughs> and he lives in New York. And so it's like, yeah. this, maybe speak a little bit about our misunderstanding about purgatory. Yeah. Um, Pope Benedict said that, you know, if there was no purgatory, you know, we'd have to invent it. You know, there's this this desire that um, I think all of us have to be, to be whole, to be full, to be totally healed. And what's beautiful is, um, in God's great infinite love and mercy, we don't have to be perfectly healed, perfected, put together when we die. 
and uh, God, in a sense, will, will do the rest. But yeah, there's two aspects to purgatory. It's the one, the the, the purifying aspect. Okay, the um, any of attachments, anything that needs to be healed, and then the other part of it's just the fact of justice or, or penance. So, um, you know, we can be forgiven for sins, but justice demands that there's there's penance for that. Such as, you know, if I was shooting pucks growing up and shoot a puck and hits the, the crossbar in my driveway and hits, goes and breaks the window. My dad will forgive me, but he says, all right, right you got to work it off and pay for the window. So, um, mm-hmm. so, so uh, purgatory, those two aspects of purifying us, healing us, but also just the, the objective nature of justice needing to be of, uh, addressed. Um, purgatory does that, does that for us. Yeah. So, so, Father Nick, coming back to the, you know, the four last things, can you briefly walk us through you know, each one of those? And give yeah. a little explanation of each. Sure. Um, so we, we speak about death, judgment, heaven, and hell, and death is the reality that you know we're all, in a sense, likely to die. I say likely because if Christ does return, who's ever living, in a sense, won't won't die. They'll go on to they'll be judged uh, without death. Um, but everyone's life um, determines their their state for eternity, and so at the moment of their death, their eternal destiny or faith is determined by the state of their soul. Following death, everyone will be immediately, who dies, everyone is immediately judged, and we call this the particular judgment. Um, and the time on earth is a time for mercy. God, you know, gives us the opportunity to receive His mercy, His grace, His salvation. Um, but once we die, then there's judgment, and that's the time for of justice. Whatever um, we're due, due to our um, state of life and our, the state of our soul. We can call judgment both particular, like I just spoke about, but there's also a general judgment, the kind of lesser-known judgment, and that's the end of time. And it's not like, um, you know, a probation thing or like a re-judging, like uh, you're going to appeal. <laughs> um, at the particular judgment, each person, is their eternity is, is sealed. But um, because all of our deeds, whether good or bad, have kind of a domino effect, That'll be revealed at the end of time, um, the good effects of our good deeds and the bad effects of our, our bad deeds, but also see how God, even in sin or even in evil, has brought out good um, in some mysterious way. So I like to say, like, at the general judgment, we're going to see how, you know, holding that, that door for that lady walking into the grocery store, how, you know, that changed her life, maybe, and ended up, you know, making her a great saint, or... Also, you know, uh, in the other way, you know, that seemingly private sin, how it has effect on, um, you know, not contributing to the goodness of the kingdom of God. So that's the general judgment. As a general judgment, you know, we, it's either heaven or hell. And um, we die in the friendship with God, charity in our soul, friendship with God, that's heaven forever. And that's either immediately, if we're totally perfected, or um, if we die um, and still needing some purification after purgatory. But um, some people wonder, like, okay, if I'm in purgatory, does that mean possibly I could still go to hell after? Like, no. You get your toe in the purgatory, you're you're, you're on your way uh, to heaven. And then um, hell, the last one is that uh, if we die outside the friendship of God, we've rejected His life and love in this life, um, in a sense, that's what we'll get. We'll get not God for eternity. God just ratifies, you know, our decision uh, during life. So that's judgment, heaven and hell, and then purgatory the Church puts that under heaven because 
those in purgatory, the poor souls, uh, All Souls Day, they're on their way to heaven. We're just helping with helping them with our prayers and reach their final destination. Nick, Father Nick, um, yeah, you know, and, and speaking of the the judgment, what what can you explain? Like the dynamic of okay, so like God revealing and showing us like all the good and bad we've done and like the impact that it yeah. had, like. Can you talk about the why? Like, why, why, why is that good, or why will that happen? Yeah. Um, well, the, the why part I think is just that uh, for help us even to realize now that our actions have consequences. I think many times today we like want to act and just do what we want and think there's no consequences. You can think of myriad examples of things in the world of trying to get rid of consequences of our actions and. God wants to say, like, no, um, He has given us a free will, and our free will is so important, such a, a, a somber reality, such a great thing that we can participate in building up the kingdom of God or or, or deteriorating it, deteriorating the, the kingdom of God. And so, at the end of time, there's there's a way that God will reveal that to us. And uh, one of the beautiful things is that even those in, in heaven, even you know, having revealed even our own sins. We're not going to be shamed or feel guilty at that point. We're going to rejoice how God's mercy forgave those things, and um, we're rejoicing God's love and mercy. Whereas those who did not accept God's love and mercy, when those things are revealed, they'll realize, "Okay, I missed out on God's mercy," and all these things will be revealed for their shame and disgrace. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit. Uh, for your question there, Father Ryan. Thank you, for, thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Richard Kunzlaw and Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth. We are talking to Father Nick Nelson of the Diocese of Duluth about the four last things. Um, Father Nick, one of the, uh, yeah. uh, you had, you kind of alluded to this, but maybe uh, to delve into it a little bit more, one of my lines I like to repeat is that nobody's going to show up in hell and say, how in the hell did I get here? Right? <laughs> I mean, they, they're going to yeah. know. Yeah. Right? I mean, God, God, God simply respects our free will, and he does not force himself on us. So forcing forcing somebody onto somebody else is what we would call rape. And that's what we call it, that's hell, right? You know, and so, and so God is not going to force himself on us. So nobody's going to be surprised in hell, are they? No, I like, you know, I always use the example of that old cartoon Popeye, you know, and I think you had Brutus and then olive oil. Brutus, you know, is always dragging olive oil around. Like, that's not us and God. <laughs> he doesn't just drag us, you know, into, into heaven. He loves us so much that he respects our, our free will that he, he gave to us. And in a sense, um, the other image I like to uh, use is when you go to a movie in the middle of the day, you know, you're in the dark theater, and uh, then the middle of the day you come out, the dark theater and you have the, the bright sun and you're like, you're, you're shielding your eyes because it's just way too, way too bright for you. In a sense, that's also another reality of God's justice and even mercy. We, on earth, we, um, we um, separate God's justice and mercy, but in God, who is one, those are the, the same thing. And so it's part of God's mercy in a sense that he doesn't take people who aren't ready for heaven, ready for the, the beauty, the brightness, the, the glory of heaven, and they, he allows them to go into the darkness, separated from from him, because they're they're not made for heaven. Their their soul isn't ready for heaven. And so, just like coming out in the bright sun and you're shielding your eyes because it hurts, in a sense, that's what what happens when uh, someone who dies outside of friendship of God uh, happens when when they meet God. 
So, Father Nick, you know, we talk about hell. So, yeah. I mean, hell is for real, you know, just like heaven yep. is for real, hell is for real. So not to be a fear monger, but why yeah. is this reality so often downplayed even among Catholics? Yeah, um, I think, you know, we, we don't like to consider bad things or evil things and uh, call it the, the Tinkerbell syndrome, you know, like, okay, if I just say I believe this, okay, that, that'll be the reality. You see that so often today. And we just ignore it, you know, it, it'll it'll go away. And, you know, that's, that's not the case. And I think it's just also um, the evil one, the, the spiritual reality. Like, he doesn't want us to know um, that he exists. He doesn't want us to know that there's eternal consequences for our decisions either. Pope Francis has been so good about, you know, saying that the devil is real and um, he's, he's trying to take us from, from God in that way. So, yeah, I would just, just say, you know, it's just human nature to kind of ignore the bad sometimes, even though it's real. One of the, uh, um, you know, I mean, uh, and to go back onto the, the purgatory thing is that uh, yeah. th- there is there's such a mystery to it, and you know I've been asked yeah. in the past like, well, if, if you know, is there time in purgatory? Is it? It's not. I know it's not eternal, but how does time work? You know, in in regards yeah. to purgatory, and I don't know if there's a really an answer to that. But how would how would you how would you respond to somebody questioning that? Yeah, I think you're right. It it is very mysterious, but you know, there's no time in eternity, so. You can speak about maybe degrees of purification, you know, that one is is needed for one to be totally purified, but to speak of, you know, oh, they're in there for a certain period of time, um, technically that's that's not correct. But, um, so yeah, I, you know, we, there will there are degrees of purification and what that will look like exactly, not, not quite sure, but uh, eternity is the, the eternal now, and so we don't think of it in the same time as we do as now here on Earth with time and space. Father Nick, do you have any, we have like just less than a minute left. Do you have uh, any okay. books that you'd recommend on the subject? Yeah, so uh, what got me to really write this book was there's a man uh, a year ago who came up to me saying that, you know, he wanted to talk to me and uh, set up a time to meet. And so uh, we got together eventually, and he said that he's been reading this book, The Four Last Things, by Father Wade Manistas. He's on Open Line on Tuesdays on the, the radio. And, uh, he read this book and it just got him really considering the, the end of his life and eternity and it wanted him to, to talk to the priest and make a good confession. And uh, I think the key is to, for us all to realize that God has not called us to his wrath but to salvation. And that's why he asks us to contemplate these four last things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Because only by right. keeping them in front of us will we develop an eternity-mindedness Exactly. I have to cut. I have to cut in, Father Nick. Thank you very much for being yep. on the show. Next up is the ten minute tour, and then after that, we'll have Paul Seaver about his upcoming ordination to the permanent diaconate after the break. God bless, Father Nick. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 